You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics in all honesty. I'm your host, Maurice Young. Thank you to Dram for sponsoring today's episode. I often like to spice up the day with a bubbly pick-me-up, and I've been loving Dram's Gingergrass Adaptogenic CBD Sparkling Water. Adaptogens may help assist the body in adapting to daily stress, and the CBD sparkling waters are infused with 25 milligrams of CBD made with Colorado hemp that's been grown outdoors. Plus, since the sparkling water is only lightly flavored, it's perfect for mixed drinks. And you can shop your own sparkling waters at dramapothecary.com, and for a limited time, use code HONEST in all caps for 20% off your first order, or just click the link in the show notes. And now, onto the show. All right. Well, thank you so much, April, for being a guest on Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. So let's start with this. Who is April? Wow. Um, okay. Um, I guess April is a child of God, um, a wife, a mother, an optimist, mm. um, a dreamer, um, and generally just an ambitious person, I guess. Kind of a loaded question. <laughs> Yeah, I like to start with that because I think it gives a really good opportunity for people to reflect on how they identify themselves, which I feel like we don't often get a chance to do. Yeah, gives you a new perspective of yourself, I guess. Sit there and trying to describe yourself. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned being an ambitious person. What does that look like for you? What are some of the things that uh, really motivate you? Um. So... I have been motivated by my own future, um, which sounds kind of um, like that's like everybody. Everybody's motivated by your future, right? But um, I just feel like the sky is the limit for myself. And um, when I talk to my family about some of the ideas that I have, they're kind of, um, I think they're kind of more surprised sometimes that I um, I kind of think outside the box as far as they are concerned. You know, they um, their idea of being successful and things is like you get a career, you, you know, get a job in your career path and you carry through that. Um, mm-hmm. but for me, I've kind of gone off the beaten path as far as that goes. And so I, I opened my own Etsy shop and I have blog going and, you know, a YouTube channel and things like that. And to them, that's kind of something that's more, um, you know, like a, a hobby, which it is a hobby and I do it as a hobby, but, um, it just makes me feel good about myself and being, you know, a stay-at-home mom, it's mm-hmm. it gives me something to focus on for me. Yeah. So I guess I'm ambitious in that sort of sense. What inspired you to go off the beaten path, as you say? What what about what you're doing now really called to you? So when I found out that I was pregnant, I was going to cosmetology school and I was just finishing up. But with having a child, you know, you, um, you have to decide whether or not you want to put your child through childcare or if you want to keep them at home. And my husband and I kind of decided that keeping him at home was the best choice. And mm-hmm. so when I started spending more time at home, you, you know, you have your own free time, but at the same time, you know, you have your own responsibilities. So having a job at home isn't like the easiest thing that you can get, you know, corporate wise. So getting a corporate job mm-hmm. at home isn't the easiest thing, but I felt like I needed something to call my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of was looking into things that I could make my own and could still share with the world and still feel connected to the outside world beyond my home. Right. So I guess that's kind of what led me there. I like that. 
I worked in a corporate setting for the first, let's see, from June until, so six months of my son's life. And I've been a stay-at-home mom for the past two and a half years. And when I made that transition, I was really surprised at how different it was. I mean, I feel like looking back now, I should have known in some ways, but I was used to being around my peers. You know, I was in an office setting. I was around people all the time, getting to talk to people all the time. And then I went to just me and my son at at the home every single day, day in and day out. So I'm curious about your experience as you transitioned from like a school setting, you said you were in cosmetology school, to then being at home with your son as a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So it was actually quite a struggle for me. Um, Mm. I was used to being around friends and peers and just generally just being around people all day long. That was what I did, you know, whenever you're doing cosmetology or whatever, you're face to face with people all day long. And um, from going from that to being at the house pretty much by yourself, you know, when you have a newborn, you're pretty much by yourself besides, you know, feeding them and hanging out with them, but it doesn't last very long. So it's, it was a big gap in space for me. And I felt um, very empty for a while because my husband would go to work and he would come home and um, he just really, he understands more now, um, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. He had to take some time off and he kind of was like, wow, like you don't realize how hard it is to just be stuck in the house by yourself. You know, you don't realize you have to entertain yourself and you have to keep yourself, you know, mentally stimulated, I guess, um, Mm -hmm. because you don't have anybody to talk to and things like that. So how did you move through that? What was the transition like in, in starting to create a lifestyle that was more conducive to your personality and your newfound, like stay at homeness, if you will? Uh, Well, I have lots of family and So I was trying to get family to come by and hang out whenever they had free time or, you know, if they were off for a day or things like that. And I really realized that, you know, during those times that nobody was able to be there, sometimes it was nice because it allowed me to do what I needed to do for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. But that, you know, only can go so far. So I decided that um, I had, it it was like, I almost felt like I had so much that I needed to say, Mm. but. I didn't know how to say it or who to say it to. And so I started to blog um, and kind of write down, you know, what I was feeling and, you know, the things that I felt like I was going through and, you know, just having a way to to put that out into the world somehow. Um, yeah. And so that didn't go too far. I actually ended up drafting that whole blog and, you know, starting a new one, but I started YouTubing and it's interesting because YouTubing, I say, but I started filming and it almost, when I film, it almost feels like um, you're talking to a friend. So mm-hmm. I go through my day and just talk to the camera as if I'm talking to a friend and it kind of almost makes you feel like like you're not alone, um, Yeah. which to some people I know that's not really their thing, but like I said, it just was kind of comforting for me to feel like I had somebody to talk to and it allowed me to actually use my voice throughout the day. Um, cause sometimes, you know, if the baby's been sleeping for like a few hours, it's like, I haven't yeah. talked for like a few hours <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. It's different. Yeah, it is. It's very different. 
very different. Yeah. So, okay. I love that you, you were actively looking for ways that you could process what you were going through and also share with others. That seems to have been a theme in the endeavors that you embarked on, both with the, the Etsy um, and the blog, and then also even the YouTube channel. What was coming up for you during those early postpartum days that you felt you wanted to share about? What were some of the things that, looking back now, you wish you would have known going into you know being a wife, being a mom, and being someone who takes care of the home? So um, I really felt that I couldn't be the only person that was going through what I was feeling. And what I was really feeling was a lot of anxiety. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, anxiety, I feel like kind of comes with having a baby because now you're not only taking care of yourself, you're also taking care of your newborn child. And so that's normal. Um, But I also felt that um, I kind of, I went through quite a scenario with postpartum because I, I don't think I had postpartum depression per se, but I felt that I had, um, I I guess postpartum anxiety to where I felt like I couldn't really trust anybody with my child. And I felt like I needed to be right there with him all day long, every single day. And, you know, that's mentally exhausting. And I felt like, like no matter who I talked to, I mean, they acted like they kind of understood and they were like, yeah, well, you know, you still, you got it. You can't do that to yourself and things like that, which you can't. And they're, they're right. But I also felt like they just didn't quite understand what I was going through. And, um, the more I kind of got out there and talked to women, um, and like mothering forums and things like that, I found that Mm -hmm. that's really a common thing. And, um, I talked to women who actually really, understood exactly what I was going through and felt the exact same way. Um, so finding comfort in that um, was a big a big thing for me. And so going forward, I just felt that it was good for other young mothers or um, you know new moms or things like that to kind of know that like you're not alone when you go through these anxieties and you know these fears because as a mom it's it's hard. it's it's hard now going from depending on yourself to having others depend on you. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a big change. It's a very big change. Talk to me a little bit more about that. I'm, I'm really curious in what it felt like for you and, and how you were able to navigate the transition of, you know, being responsible for yourself and then all of a sudden having this little human that's looking to you to take care of their every need. How did that play into your um, your mental state and your ability to navigate new parenthood? Yeah, so um, it was a really big change because I grew up very independently. Um, I very much was dependent on myself and mm-hmm. um, kind of became pretty self-sufficient in that. So when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh, it's going to be so great. I'm going to have this little friend, you know, and it's just going to be. Yeah. But whenever it actually happens, you have all these hormones and you have all of these other things that play into that. And so keeping, you know, keeping yourself going um, and reminding yourself that like everything's, you know, everything's going to be okay. You just have to trust in yourself and, 
you know, things like that. It's really, um, it, it gets to be kind of hard, but you know, when, um, you have to just talk to your family about it, you know, keep, stay close to your family and, um, let Mm -hmm. them know kind of what you're going through and, you know, let them, you know, comfort you in that way. Um, and it's, it is a little much and it's kind of hard to do in the beginning, but, um, you know, as time goes on, it gets to be a little more, I guess, familiar. You kind of Mm -hmm. come back into that mothering skill and that kind of comes naturally. You know, once that baby is born, you, you, you're, it's almost natural. Like, you know what you need to do for this baby. You have, this baby has certain cries that you're familiar with. And so it's, it, it becomes easier to take care of the, you know, the new baby. Um, but then you kind of forget to take care of yourself. And I definitely fell into that, um, where I, it was easy for me to take care of the baby. And I was right there for him all day long every single day, all I wanted to do was hold him and love on him and things like that. But I also, you know, was not getting any sleep at night and mm. was concerning myself with making sure I was keeping up with everything around the house and making sure my husband had everything that he needed from me and, you know, making sure that he was ready for work every single day, you know, just things that you, you have to do around the house in order to make sure everything runs smoothly. Yeah. And so with all of that going on, um, you know, you're used to being independent and on your own, I was used to just keeping up with my own laundry and right. um, making sure that I was ready to go for the day. And then you make that switch to where you are, you know, you have to make sure you're taking care of your husband's laundry or your your baby's laundry and things like that. And like I said, it gets to be pr- fairly easy, at least for myself, I found it to be fairly easy to keep up with the baby, but then I kind of lost touch with myself. I kind of let my mental health kind of go down the tubes in a way um, yeah. because I was so concerned about making sure that I was keeping up with everything the baby needed that I wasn't keeping up with myself and what I needed to do to keep myself happy and keep myself afloat and things like that. So um, when I talked to my husband about it, he was very understanding and he was like, well, you know, you need to, uh, you need to find something that's for you and you know, work on that and make that something for you so that you have, you know, something for you to to focus on. Um, because, you know, you're going to focus on this baby all day, every single day, but you need something for you to go back to. Mm. And so um, that's when I kind of started dabbling with um, the blogging and um, later on turned into the vlogging with the videos. So that is kind of how I got to that point, I guess. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think it's really important for people to hear how others who have been through parenthood before, who have had a child before, have experienced the transition because it's people talk about it um, kind of in like a mythic way before you had the baby. People are like, oh, well, watch out, make sure you sleep all that you can now before the baby comes or make sure you love on your husband as much as you can before the baby comes. There won't be time for any of that. You know, there's like all of these warnings almost, yeah. but it's, um, it, it, there's nothing really practical about what people are saying if it's phrased in that way. So I love hearing about specific experiences and how individuals have walked their unique paths, because even though it might be specific to your story, April, um, there are so many commonalities that can be found in just throughout humanity, you know? 
And I think it's really important to share that so that people can have an idea, like if they haven't yet experienced parenthood and they know that they want to one day, listen to what people say about it. And not necessarily that you're, you're trying to inundate yourself with the advice from everybody because that can be overwhelming, but just to hear honest accounts of what it could look like for you and what it has looked like for somebody else, I think it's just, it's really important. Absolutely. So you mentioned too that you were starting to go down a path where you were so concerned and so so vigilant with keeping everything together with the house and making sure that your son was well taken care of and your husband was well taken care of that you kind of put yourself on the back burner. I'm curious about what brought you into awareness that you were even doing things in that way. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, I just kept going and going and going. And it was like, one day I was like, I don't feel happy. I, I feel worn down. I feel mentally exhausted. And, and it took me quite some time to actually realize these things because I Mm -hmm. felt like I was giving myself to so many different areas of my life. I was giving myself to my newborn child. I was giving myself to my husband and our house and, you know, making sure that everything was being kept up with so much that I was kind of just like, just felt mentally exhausted. At the end of the night, I was like, what did I even do with my day? You know, like I didn't, I don't feel like I did anything of, of substance. And, um, it, it kind of made me just feel very lost in my own life. Like now I know that I'm a mother and I'm a wife, but at the same time, I, what else am I at that point? Mm. I, you know, I'm just a maid. I'm, you know, somebody who just does laundry and clean house all day, you know? And it, it kind of made me feel like um, I needed a little something more. I needed to feel like I had more of a purpose than to just care for others and mm-hmm. and care for the house and things like that, which I, I love doing all of that. Don't get me wrong, but um, there just was, there was nothing for me there anymore. Um, and I, I started realizing that by just how much I felt didn't happen with my days anymore. I felt like I was living in a rut at that point. Yeah. That helps me to really understand your story better. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, cause it's so easy to do. It's so easy to get caught up in all of the things we have to take care of. Um, and you know, the, this is cliche for a reason, but you know, people say you can't pour from an empty cup. And as overused as that phrase might be, it's popular for a reason. And that's because it's true. You know, if we are not at the end of the day taking care of ourselves and making sure that we are pouring into who we are as humans and meeting not just our need for shelter and our need for food and water and all that, but like there's also this need for like personal fulfillment, you know, where you feel like, you are doing something that you love that brings you joy and then sometimes even something that you can offer to the world. There's just something that is so um, compelling in pursuing something that makes you light up and um, tapping into those, whether they be hobbies or you know interests or skills that you want to cultivate, just to have something that you can turn to, like you said, when you know, you've already, you've already cultivated, you've already tended to the other areas of life, but 
you just need something for you. I think it's so important to have those those um, in the reserves, you know, so that you can have something to to lift your spirits back up. Right. So I'm also curious too in the transition from being a partnership, so just you and your husband, and then when the baby came along, what did you notice about how parenthood impacted your relationship? So when they say, you know, a baby can change a lot of things, it's very true, um, but it also can bring you so much closer. And um, mm-hmm. with my husband and I, it definitely added a lot of different pressures um, because now my husband became, you know, the breadwinner of the family, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, had to come, come to support myself as well as my son in order for me to stay home. And so that added quite some stress on him. And then for then in turn, me taking over the entire household um, with my husband being at work all day, you know, every day, which, you know, I, when I say that, I feel so like this isn't the 1950s. Um, And, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. other people um, enjoy being, you know, like the person that stays at home and cares for the husband and things like that. And that, that, um, definitely wasn't who I once was. So mm-hmm. when that that role kind of came in to be my part, it was a rough adjustment, um, you know, trying mm-hmm. to make sure I was taking care of everything, you know, cooking and cleaning and then keeping up with all of his laundry and my own laundry and, you know, all the things that make everything go smoothly. Um, it kind of added a lot of stress on us because I I felt that I was allowing him to be, I don't know, waited on almost. And that's not the way it was. He's still very dependent as I, as am I, but it, it put a lot of stress on our relationship in that way as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, he's such a great father and he really came into it so gracefully. And so it was, um, it brought us so much closer to see, you know, each other with our, our new baby and, you know, seeing us become these parents that we are now and the way that we want our child to be raised and things like that. Um, it, it also, it just brought us so much closer. Yeah. And children definitely have a way of doing that. You know, it's almost like an invitation to, to go deeper into relationship with your partner and because you really need all the support you can get when you're raising a child, especially a newborn. It's such a, um, a demanding time of life, you know, to be constantly on call, if you will, you know, the baby is depending on you for everything and to have that bond and that, um, that support from your partner, if you have one is critical. Absolutely. And so, you know, this podcast is focused on having honest conversations and you brought up how after a while, you know, you, you started to feel like, you were taking on maybe a little bit more when it came to tending to the house than you were used to or maybe even wanted to. So I'm curious about what that honest conversation looked like when you brought it to your husband's attention. And I also would love to know if you had any tips on how other parents can kind of navigate that domain. So whenever I you know, started getting into that. And we kind of had that conversation before our son was born as to, since I'm going to be at home, I, you know, you have to kind of start, you know, 
taking care of these things so I can, you know, go to work every day and, and get those things done and things like that. And so, um, we kind of had it kind of discussed previously. Um, but I felt in the time after our son had been born and, you know, things like that were getting, like having to be done, it almost felt like I had felt that he was slacking off in other areas than just what we had agreed upon, um, which wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily true. It just, to me, it, it felt that way um, because I felt like all day long, I was just keeping up with everybody else's things. And so right. um, whenever I told him, you know, like, I just feel like I shouldn't be taking care of everything, <laughs> I guess. And he he was like, well, you know, I understand I, you know, I should be better about these things and I'll start helping you out in this way and things like that. And so we kind of more gracefully had just a peaceful conversation, I guess, about it, which, you know, to him, he kind of thought as how I kind of saw the way he was thinking is that, you know, he was gone all day long. He shouldn't have to come home and, you know, tend to his laundry or, um, you know, clean up a messy kitchen after, you know, eating dinner or things like that. And, Mm -hmm. um, in ways that, that, that probably is true, um, depending on, you know, his day and things like that. And I, I, you know, I want things to run smoothly for him since he has to be outside of the house. But, um, at the same time I was thinking, you know, I'm also the one who cooks and cleans all day long. You know, it's not going to hurt you to, to do these things sometimes. And, you know, at first he wanted to be hard-headed about it and, you know, but once he kind of sat back and looked at the big picture as to like, you know, doing this all day long and how this is my life now, he was kind of like, you know, like that's like me being at work all day long and, you know, somebody coming in and re- undoing the things that I just did at work and then I have to turn around and do it all over again. So, yeah, it, at first he wanted to be a little hard-headed about it, but we both kind of realized, you know, like we're both making big sacrifices. We're both you know, doing things that, you know, isn't completely ideal for us in the moment, but in the big picture, you know, it's what we wanted, you know, it Mm -hmm. was what we wanted before we had our son. So. Yeah. I think it's, it's good to return to that big picture because like you mentioned in the moment, you can get kind of caught up with the little details of how everything's running and the challenges and the struggles and it, it can obscure what it was that you were aiming for to begin with. And so just to kind of remind yourselves of, remember, we wanted this, we actively chose this. Right. Um, So how can we work together to make this run as smoothly as possible? I think that's a really good um, perspective to take. Okay. So as we start to come full circle, I'm really curious about how people can stay in touch with you and stay in touch with your work. So um, I actually have a few different ways that they can stay in touch with me if they would like. Um, So I have a YouTube channel and um, it is just under April Wallace. Um, I have a few videos out currently right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So you could probably find me there easiest. Um, But I also do have a blog called the Wallace Family Blog. Um, And that's where I kind of had more truly honest conversation, um, where I kind of talk about the things that we talked about today and, you know, how motherhood, you know, can be this way. I talk a lot about more like family life and motherhood and things like that. Um, on my YouTube channel, I, you know, kind of show more of my day-to-day life and, 
um, you know, what I do throughout the day with my son and things like that. Um, but I also have an Etsy shop. So um, it's under April Wallace Designs. Perfect. Um, and, you know, I'm always up there um, and coming up with new things there as well. Like what? Tell us more about what kinds of things you include in your Etsy shop. So currently I have four shirts, which um, I just make small shirts. They're like pocket style Um, Mm t-shirts. And um, so I have a couple of them up there. Um, I am about to launch some soaps that we had made during our quarantine. Wow. And we had a lot of fun making all of those. So Um, We're about to launch those. And then I also have some wine glasses, some custom wine glasses that we are about to launch as well. Awesome. Okay. One last question too, because I don't know how this slipped my mind, but I feel like it's become so routine now that it doesn't seem to be any different. But talk to me a little bit more about quarantine and like sheltering in place. What does that look like for you and your family and how are you managing to get through it? So, um, my husband actually was able to take some time off during the major self-quarantine state. Um, and so we often just tried to keep ourselves busy. We go on a lot of walks and hung out around the yard a lot. My husband and I got really into gardening this year Nice. and doing a lot of fun activities with our son. We ended up purchasing this tent it you hook it up to a fan and it blows it up Hmm. into this giant tent and it's super fun so we we crawled in there and watched some movies and had movie days or um we made like a salto stamp and or stamp like a statue rock thing Um, and we also um as far as like grocery wise and things like that we didn't necessarily go grocery shopping anymore. We did the Walmart grocery pickup. Mm-hmm. So we we pretty much did not leave the house unless we were going for a walk around the neighborhood or things like that. Yeah. So how did that, like, did that look any differently from your day-to-day life before quarantine or was it a big adjustment? It was and it wasn't. I think it was a, a bigger adjustment for my husband. Mm-hmm. He is used to just leaving the house and going to the store and, you know, doing whatever he needs to do around town or going to work and things like that. And um, for us, for me necessarily, I guess, I was kind of used to being at home more often. Um, I was Mm -hmm. used to kind of just hanging out around the house with our son and doing small things here and there, going to the park and things like that. So um, for me, it, it, it looked different in a sense. But it was more um, a change for my husband, I think, than anything. Yeah, I can relate to that as well. I was already um, staying at the house mainly. And and for us, it's been different in the sense that some of the things that my son and I would do on a daily basis or even like weekly basis or whatever were no longer available. You know, like going to museums and going to these indoor play places and things like that. So it was like... You know, we're kind of scrambling to find ways to keep him entertained at home, which wasn't always the case before um, right. sheltering in place. Yeah. I'm, and it, it was such a bummer of the timing because it was getting to be sort of nice out where you could start going to the yeah. zoo or you could start going to the parks and things like that. And um, right. we had just started taking our son to the park that year and he was really enjoying it. And then it was 
all of a sudden it was like he wanted to go to the park and we were like, well, you know, we can't right now. It's broken, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so that was kind of, that was a big change. Yeah. We used to, you know, take him out to try to do fun things. And it was like, all of a sudden we were like, okay, we have to have some kind of structure at home in order to keep him, you know, keep him happy and things. So we had to start finding things around the house to, to do. So that was quite a change. Yes. Same here. And then in having your husband around more often than you had before, how have you guys been able to like stay on good terms and and still, you know, enjoy each other as a family during this time? Um, It was actually really nice because um, we no longer had, for the time being, we no longer had the stress of, okay, I have to go to work. So we have to, you know, make sure I have my lunch packed and I have to make sure everything Mm. is done and I have to make sure the paperwork's done and things like that. It was like, we, everything was just calm. It was like calm, just washed over our household and we were able to take everything very slow and really enjoy each other's company and, you know, get to be kind of closer and kind of mend a bond that had kind of been stretched, I guess you could say. Um, Mm -hmm. A bond was always there, obviously, but you know, with all the other outside stressors, it kind of gets, you know, stretched. And so whenever that was kind of taken out of the picture, it was easier for us to come back together and really enjoy each other's company and, you know, find things that make us happy together as a family and, you know, just enjoy those times. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's really good to hear. I know the pandemic has affected so many different households in different ways, but it's uplifting to hear that for you, it's been able to bring you and your husband closer together and um, you've been able to enjoy each other as a family more. So thank you for sharing this, April. And I'm really glad that we were able to connect and, and talk today on the podcast. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast which means it's time for you to join the conversation. Share your thoughts on social media and tag me at Young Honest Mother. And then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maurice Young.